Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad weighing in on the cage fight. So I played both of these games, Istanbul by AEG and Yokohama by Tasty Minstrel Games. I played Istanbul first, and I played Istanbul many times. I've only played Yokohama three times, but there's a reason why. I like Istanbul ten times better. Uh, With Istanbul, there's only like, I think it's uh, 15 to 18 tiles. I can't remember the grid system that you set it up, how many you set out. But there's only so many tiles that you put out, and... They're very simple, and they remain the same throughout the game. The actions that you can take as you move from place to place, and you ma- you move those workers around from place to place. In Yokohama, I feel like there's a lot more tiles, and even if there's not, there's just a lot more going on, and a lot more to keep track of. Different things that are just like, okay, what does that do again? Wait a minute, how does that work? Um, also, game length. I, I think uh, Istanbul has a shorter game length, with a satisfying ending to the game. You feel like you've done something. You feel like you've collected the gems or crystals that you need to collect to get to the end of the game. And I just feel like when you get to the end of the game, you're satisfied with how much time you put in. With Yokohama, on the other hand, I feel as though I've played a little bit too long. And I just, if you, if you lose, you're like, ah, oh, man, I, I really tried hard, but you know, I, I invested a lot of time here and I didn't come out on top. So that's another thing that just is a difference for me in the games that would cause me to like Istanbul better, is the time, the amount of time and the feeling of accomplishment at the end of the game. Um, and I've even played with the expansion, the coffee expansion for Istanbul, and I love that. I feel like that does not uh, add too much more to the game as far as time, but it is still simple enough to just uh, really add a new element to the game without overdoing it. I just feel like uh, Yokohama has so much going on. And my final thought is theme. I love the theme of Istanbul. I love that kind of trading theme going on in um, that kind of uh, semi-Middle East, Europe area, the transition between the two. And I love that kind of theme. I love the artwork. I love the colors. Yokohama is very bland to me. Um, The colors aren't great, in my opinion. Um, The theme is not, you know, I'm not sold on the theme when as you're just kind of moving around from place to place and location, I don't feel immersed in it. I, I do with the trading that's happening in, uh, in Istanbul. So who wins for me? Hands down, Istanbul wins for me. By the way, this is another good indicator. I never win Istanbul, yet I still love it. I've played Yokohama three times and I've won it twice. I still love Istanbul more. Istanbul is a phenomenal game. It wins the cage fight, hands down. That's it for me. We want to hear from you. Check you later. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. All right, everybody. It's the Monday Night Game Night recap. We're talking some games that hit the table and one specifically a new one we uh did play alhambra love that an old game by queen games 
We played uh, Kingsburg, uh, originally by Fantasy Flight. Now Z-Man holds it with a new theme and new artwork going for it. Not theme, but new artwork. And we played some Skull. But the game I want to talk about is the latest release by Stonemeyer Games, and this is Wingspan. Wingspan is a really cool game where you're collecting birds into, uh, I'm going to get the word wrong, avium, aviarium, vaporium. I made that up because that means uh, a place where you collect different types of birds in my vocabulary because <laughs> I can't remember what it's called in the game and I can't remember the scientific term for it. In any case, that's what you're doing is you're collecting these birds. Um, they give you feathers, which feathers are victory points. You're collecting eggs, which are victory points. You're tucking cards under birds to get victory points. You're trying to accomplish main goal, uh, main game goals to, accomplish, to get these feathers or victory points. All sorts of different things to collect victory points. But the main aspect of the game is collecting these birds. Okay, so you'll have a, uh, a grid in front of you where you're going to be playing these birds. It's going to be a three by five grid. Um, and in one section, you're going to be allowed to draw cards. In one section of the grid, you're going to be able to lay eggs. And in one section of the grid, you're going to be able to take food. Okay. These things will gradually increase as you put birds in the row that each of these actions are. So uh, if you put a bird in the food action, Maybe originally you were only able to take one food, but now you're able to take two food. Then you put another bird there and you're able to take two food, but also exchange something for another food. It's the same thing with the card row and the same thing with the laying egg row or, or yeah, laying eggs. So as you increase those rows, you're building this engine, which is going to allow you to do more. The main actions of the game are either taking food, taking cards or laying eggs or playing a bird. You're going to have cubes that uh, you're going to do this with each round to show what you're doing. Every time you take an action that uh, has a bird already in that row, maybe that bird will have an action too that's going to allow you to do more things like collect more food on that turn or more cards or more eggs. Um, essentially, what you want to do is collect the most birds with the most victory points while putting eggs on top of them while uh, maintain, doing these end game goals. You have a secret one for yourself and you have some that come out through the round. Um, you're going to be getting less actions as the game goes on because you're going to be losing cubes, applying them to a different card for end game goals. So that's a lot to explain in a little bit of time. And it probably doesn't make a lot of sense without seeing what it looks like. But what I'll tell you is this game does look beautiful. Uh, what you have are these bird cards and every species is a different bird from like, it's usually the North American, Canadian, uh, or South American region. Um, no, that was so weird how I said North American and then added Canadian. They're together. But anyways, uh, in any case, the game is beautiful. I love the different birds and I like that it's very, um, Educational. At the bottom of each card, you get flavor text about that bird. You get the scientific name of the bird. You get the, uh, the name that we call the bird. And you get a beautiful picture. You get a little bit of information. Oh, I, th I said that already. Some flavor text about how that bird either gathers food or where it nests or different nuances about that specific bird type. Really cool artwork. It was a beautiful game. I love the components. It has these little eggs uh, that you can put on each bird uh, and on their nest. And the eggs stand up because they're, they're flat on the bottom. But it, they look like Cadbury eggs. You almost want to eat them. Uh, it was a really fun game. I liked it. I like engine builders as it is. 
So this one kind of just really hit right away with me. Is it a game I'd add to my collection? I'm not sure about that. Um, I don't know how often I'd get it to the table. I have other games that are similar to this uh, that I just think I might enjoy a little bit more. I love the bird theme. I think it's completely original. And I think that's what's gonna draw a lot of people to this game. However, I don't know if that's what's gonna keep me with this game. The theme is not something I'm completely interested in, although I did really love what they did with it. I love looking at all those cards and seeing the neat things about each bird. So, that's Wingspan. We played a five-player game last night, thought it was pretty cool with five. I'm sure it scales well with probably, probably no less than three, um, but I liked it. I really liked it. So if you haven't played Wingspan yet, you might want to check it out by Stonemeyer Games. That's it for now. Check you later. Okay, everybody. It's time for Topic Tuesday on a Wednesday. Today, we're going to be talking about miniatures versus strictly thematic card games and are miniatures killing those games. We've seen a flood in the market of miniatures games over the last five years, and we've seen a decline, in my opinion, of card games that are based on movies or, or some sort of character theme or something like that. Maybe you're playing head-to-head -head or maybe you're playing cooperatively in these card games. It doesn't matter. I feel like, I feel like that I've seen over the past five years these card games start to decline. Some of them fade out, even just totally die. We had a conversation yesterday. We were talking about some games that I didn't even know were dead. Uh, I still like them, but apparently they've just been taken over by things. So miniature games, are they killing card games? What do you think, Jeremy? So I think, I think you're right. I think the gaming industry sort of goes in cycles right there's fads that come along and really catch wind and get some steam we saw it with deck builders right dominion came out and every card game that came out for like the next two years was some sort of variant of a deck builder dc comics deck builder uh ascension you, you know on and on thunderstone lord of the rings right, right, right. all Star exactly. realms star realms probably being one of the biggest ones that's really gained legs and and kind of stayed the course but i think you're right in i don't know if it's the miniature games killing that because every game seems to be a hundred dollar big box miniatures game and now there's less and less lcgs out there you know um sure. there's rumors that the star wars lcg is dead there's rumors that the lord of the rings one is dead which i think it actually might be netrunner is dead again so Right. Is that because of the miniatures game thing happening? Maybe. Is it just because LCGs have kind of run their course and people are tired of chipping in 20 bucks for a chapter pack every month? That's true. That could, could be, be too, right? Uh, so I don't know. I think I definitely think the fad in gaming right now is $100 games that have a lot of minis in them, um, which isn't terrible i like a lot of them that i've played but it's also hard on the on the wallet <laughs> yeah oh for real but so either way i mean you think of it if you want to get started in an lcg you're going to drop 30 to 40 bucks and then you're going to be dropping at least another 70 bucks but then on the other end of the spectrum the miniatures game you're going to drop 100 maybe 120 bucks right off the right. bat too so it kind of evens out, but, but I, I mean, I think you're, I think, yeah, I mean, 
you look at these LCGs, like, and especially with Fantasy Flight, who does the LCGs, every every LCG that you see has a miniatures counterpart that came after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like, like, well, at the exception of Netrunner, I don't think Netrunner no. does. But Netrunner, I don't know, was ever considered an LCG. It might have been like a standalone card game. It could have been. I don't know. But I mean, look at look at uh, Imperial Assault came out after Star Wars. Um, there's the Battle for Westeros and and things like that that came out uh, post um, uh, Game of Thrones. You have so many miniature games that are based on Cthulhu. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so uh, Call of Cthulhu is dead, you know. And now uh, look at Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings Fantasy Flight's releasing their miniatures game for Lord of the Rings, and the card game's on its way out, and the miniatures game is on its yep. way in. Yeah, you know. So, so there it is. There's our topic for the week: our miniature games, killing card games. Let us know what you think by you can comment on Facebook, on Twitter at Board Games Daily. Or you can use the hotline, 216-352-3864. Let us know what you think about this week's topic, and we'll get you in on the show. I think that's all we've got for this topic. Let's get it rolling. What do you say? Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.